Yeshua is, is coming to an end. We're working on it for a couple of years already. This parak is, is long and is filled with unbelievable insight and, and smells from Ruach HaKadosh also. We'll see it as we get closer to the end. We're on the second page of the Mimer. I don't know if you have the same number of pages. Kuf Dalet, I don't know. And, and yeah. Is it the same? Yeah. yeah. So we're on the top of Kuf Dalet. I'm just going to remind you about what we were learning. We're in Perik Samachai. Rabbi Akamash is talking about Tzalolim, shade, shadows, darkness. There's Tzalolim of Kedusha and Tzalolim from the other side, from the Sitra Achra. Tzal, shadow, shade, of course, covers, it conceals, it blocks. And in terms of Tumma, which we're going to talk more about in a minute, in terms of impurity, of course, Amalek is a, is a, is a darkness that covers our eyes and covers the the truth. There's that cell that is doing everything that it can to prevent the world from seeing the truth. And that's a cell, that's that shadow or shade that's in the hands of the other side of the Sitrach and how it's being used by the Sitrach. In Kedusha, we spoke about Betzalo. Betzal Kel, right? Betzalo. And the, and the amazing difference between Moshe Rabbeinu and Betzalel in building the Mishkan where Moshe Rabbeinu even though Betzalel was told and he understood that the simple pshat is you first have to build a Mishkan and then you furnish it with the kalim right with the arm Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to right away get to the end right? Moshe Rabbeinu was already holding by the arm and Betzalel said wait that's not how things go first there has to be a, a house then you move in Build the Mishka. And Moshe Rabbeinu is, oh, Yishem Rebetzel Kel, wow. You know the secret of the cell of Hashem. That's why your name is Betzal. And that cell, which of course in Kabbalah is called the Tzimtzum, which means constriction and concealment. In order for the world to be able to absorb God's truth, in order for an individual person to be able to live with that truth of Hashem, there must be shade. There must be shade. There must be some shadow, some shade, some darkness. Moshe Rabbeinu was in the place of the Machshava HaEl the Tachlis, the Luchais, the Aaron. that's what Moshe Rabbeinu is. And we see the Bechla with Moshe Rabbeinu, that holy impatience. Moshe Rabbeinu is, since it's, to him it's so clear, because Moshe Rabbeinu lives in Aspeklari HaMeira, so he wants now this should already be we should be in Yerushalayim we should be in Yerushalayim this is finished because he's in that place of the Machshova HaElyon the Machshova Tchila but Salel is that world of Tzel of Tzimtzum of slowing down in order that there be Bechira in order that the world is able to absorb the truth and to live with it and to grow it has to be with a Seder it has to be a Seder we all want the same thing at the end. We want to get to the Saif Maise. Everybody agrees that we want to get to the Saif Maise. But if you're going to shove the Machshavet Chila down our throats, it's not going to work. Hashem didn't create the world that way. Because if Hashem would have created the world that way, there wouldn't be a world. 
He didn't, he didn't take his infinite light and shove it down our throats. There needs to be so. Now, the place where it gets tricky is what we're going to talk about now. It gets tricky when, like, when you don't know where the cell's coming from. Like, is this, is this a good cell or a bad cell? Like, where is this coming from? Because it's not, not, when you talk about Amalek and you see, like, you know, Nazis and stuff like that, that's pretty easy. That's like a no-brainer. The Nazis are a bad cell. That's not, that's not a question. So, you know, the, 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 uh, the Ishmaelim, you know, uh, marching into, trying to march into it, so that's like, that's a bad cell. No questions. And anybody, well, you know, I shouldn't even say that now, Slate. Like, all right. But a person who still has a shaykh as the Teres Hashem can tell that that's cell that's very, very bad, destructive, and it's hiding the truth. But it oftentimes is much more subtle than that. It's very hard to, to figure things out. It's not clear. So let's learn. You see it? So this is where we're holding now. We're on the threshold of redemption. So the Zohar talks about there being a, a, a very difficult and painful and trickling type of a gula. One from a city and two from a family that's coming misitra de gavura that comes from the side of gavura that's that's this week's sphere is gavura midah is gavura. Do din vishaza amalatovavo is very very painful way of of redemption coming slowly and difficulties and gavura and din and the world going back to tovavo and so on and we've there are many many mamar chazal that that are reflecting this gloomy and painful picture of the end I mean eventually it'll be great but that picture of the end is very very painful I'll begin the boy Moshe Rachman Elihu Moshe because he begged for Hashem's Rachman small doicher so Moshe was davening and pressing Hashem just like he did by the Luchas by the Chet Egel rather that it should be small doicha, but yamin should be mekareves, to temper the gavura with chesed, teferes, and so on, to soften the gavura. That the right should be mataklapi chesed, should bring it more towards chesed. So that's what we're in right now. We're in a time where there's tremendous gavuras and difficulties and pain, but it's mataklapi chesed. So, Babir Hagra, the, the Goyen writes, Betchilo Yisara Bismarla. So the Gra says the order will be in the beginning, the left side of Din of Gur will be awakened very strong. Smarla Tachas the Rashi, like it says that we just learned in Shir Shir, that his left arm, his left hand is under my head. That's the beginning. So the the same way that at the time leading to the building of the second base of Mikdash, meaning after Purim, there was a Hisarus of Gula, Purim, there was a big Hisarus of Gula, but the way that it came out was with Dinim and Gurus, that it had to come through Kairish, through a guy. 
and him giving us permission, and how many Jews came, a very small, small amount of Jews came from Bovel, came up, right? And really, we didn't, uh, they didn't leave. It wasn't, a, it wasn't any kind of a mass exodus, and leaving and Gula. It was with the left side, small, Gvuras. That's how it was then. There was a Pekida. There was an awakening. There was something that changed. And we went, there was a return, and there was a building of the second base of Mikdash. But it was very, very much hidden in Teva, just like Purim. And it was missing what the first base of Mikdash had, and that's why they were crying. The ones who remembered the first base were crying. It was missing the Arvin and the Ritumim and so on, and the Vua. It came in a way of the left side of Dinim. But then ultimately, the Goyen says, ultimately the right side will be Messiah. Be complete. The service of the right side. That's how it's going to be at the end of time. It's going to begin like it did back then. Back by the second base of Mikdash. Covered in all kinds of Dinim and Gavuras. I mean, we almost died. That was Purim, right? We almost died. There was a serious... Um, you know, final solution of us that was hanging over our heads, which is what happened to us now, generation before. It was just, we almost died. I mean, over six million did. It was a terrible, in that way, it was much worse than in Shushan. Millions of Jews died. So there was, but together with that, there came his service to go back there to sell, right? But also, how many Jews went back there to sell in 1948? In these years, that's with all the begging and the advertising and all the deals, and you get schuyot and you don't have to pay tax, you know, whatever. With all of that, come of a comma. Right? Then there's going to be a tremendous awakening of the right side. That's what the Gros says over there. So, of course, what we're all wondering is, why can't it just be like a nice, simple, sweet gula? To, that there should be complete redemption? Not the way that it is now. That we're in Eretz but we're not in Eretz Most Jews are not. And the ones that are have to worry about, you know, watching where they go and looking behind their backs and making funerals all the time. So, like, why can't it be? So Yaakov says, that if it would be a full gula in all of the brilliance of its light, the world is not worthy to receive it. That was the problem then, and still the problem. So Shpola Zaidi was screaming Pesach that he said, if you're waiting for the world to become, if you're waiting for us to become Kedai, you know, if you're waiting for us to do tshuva, so that will be kalim that we could receive the light of gula. So Shmuel Zaidi said, I, "I swear to you, it's not going to happen." <laughs> he said, "Like if, he says, like hair growing on the top of my hand." That's what he said. On, on my uh, on the palm of my hand, he said, "That's when they're going to do tshuva." They're not. So Shmuel so Zaidi said, "Why don't you just give that up already? Just drop it. Let's just move ahead and work on gula because they're not doing tshuva. It's not happening." So he says, "I swear." He said, "Lush like." They're not going to do tshuva, uh, but Akash was holding out. Apparently, he, he has uh, 
trust in us. And we're not ready for such light. We're not ready for such hafakas or in Elam Kedayla Kabla. Therefore, the gula begins to unfold through the left side, dinim and gvuras. I mean, the connection between what happened in, in Europe in, in those years between 1939, maybe starting early, but till 1945, what happened during those years, and then the partial return of Jews to Israel is, is very obvious and very clear. But this with dinim and gvuras, suffering and, and hardships, it's the secret of his left hand is under my head. Which means I'm being held. He is taking care of me. But the left hand is what I feel, which is Gvuras. Gvur. Vuhu Hatzel. And of course the left means shadow. It means the shade. It means that it's not clear. How the gula is beginning with the left side, it's always... When it comes to the left side, it's not felt in a clear way. Some people feel it like uh, a national movement, or nationalism, or Zionism, or patriotism, whatever. And it comes with all kinds of pain. But what so? And it's not clear that Hashem Baruch wants us. It's not clear that the time of Gula has come. And Hashem is, Hashem is uh, very, very hidden. Very hidden. The cell, the shade, the shadows are, are very, very thick, strong. And this is, is not how the gula will end. The gula cannot end in such a way. It's not how it ends. But But what's going to happen is that the right side of pure chesed and love will be aroused, will be awakened. And that's what the Pasuk says, And he will embrace me with his right arm. No longer tachas l'roishi, but t'chabkeni. A chibuk. An embrace. That's a hav, that's chesed. That's the right side. V'yemina t'chabkeni. V'az ye'evsha sh'ha'or ha'nizgav sh'lagula yachdor b'kirbeinu. And then, at that time, the light of redemption will be kalim to receive the light of redemption. And the light of redemption will penetrate into us. That exalted light of Gula, Yachdor Bikirbeinu, will penetrate into us. We'll be able to receive it and we'll be able to comprehend it. We'll be able to rise to the occasion to receive it. had yesterday there was a, a girl that came to speak to me from Queens and she's uh, she's 17 years old and without going into Pratim I'll just share with you this one uh, it's 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 uh, pathetic but it's a little funny you know everything combined she she was telling me how she has a certain picture of the guy that she wants to marry. And what she described to me is like a, a combination of, you know, the Baal Shem Tov and Rabbi Aaron Kotler and Rabbi Nachman and the Svasemis, you know, whatever. Like, you have to hear this. I'm listening to this like for 15 minutes. She's telling me the 
her future husband's, uh, and um, she's going on and on with this future husband. Basically, she's upset that her parents don't want her to date yet. That's, that's where this began, this conversation. She's trying to land this big, you know, tzaddik of a husband, and the parents not letting her loose. You know what I mean? There's a problem. You got to be let loose. So I had to spend around forty minutes finding the most delicate way, and it's hard for me to be delicate because I, I like to say the truth very quickly. But it's I had to find. She's only seventeen. I don't want to like you know, uh, I don't want to kill her or anything like that. So I, I had to spend forty minutes in the most delicate way to try to say to her what between me and you, what I said to her was. Like, you're not at all a cleat to receive such a husband. Like, why do you think you... Like, why do you think Rabbi Nachman would want to marry you? Like, like why do you think that the Chassam Saif would be interested in a girl like you? Right now, the most important thing in your life is whether your nail polish is red or green or blue. Like, are you, are you, are you kidding? I mean, I didn't say any of that there. I bet it was very, very nice. And like but... She wouldn't be masig. Uh, the kind of husband that she thinks that she's... She's not masig such a husband. You have all these girls that say, I want a guy that's going to be learning like for, for years and years and years. Because they heard that schmooze, you know, in seminary. And then, and then, and then, she, then like, whatever happened, happened. And they made a shadokhar, and the guy... And they married, and then her sister-in-law just moved into a new house in Back Lawrence. And she's living in an apartment in Kew Gardens, you know? Or Flappers or something. And she has strong tightness. And he said, like... And then the husband says, but... What about, you know, Torah forever? And we're going to do this, we're going we're gonna to bring glory to God in our lives and so on. That's only until, you, until my sister got a house in Lawrence. And now there's no more glory to God. Well, I didn't mean that we're going to do this for like more than a year and a half to live in an apartment, you understand? Like the, after a year and a half, we're going to move to a house. I think the picture is very clear. That you could talk about the or from Heidbiz Morgan, you could talk about light and gula, but you're not holding by such a chasna. You're not holding by such a chasna. And if you get a husband like that, it'll mess you up totally. Just like these girls get all twisted and out of shape and messed up and angry because they're not, they don't have what this dismal has. But she wasn't ready to marry a guy that wants to learn for five, ten years. Shabbat wasn't holding by that, but to live in, in Tzimtzum in such a way. Wasn't ready for that. <clears throat> so therefore, in the cal, he said, "Shaor haniskev shalagula yachdo bekebeda begam the kabel v'nasigay." So the Rebbeinu Shalom wants that we should be able to be makabel the or hagula v'nasigay. So to understand it, to breathe it, and to live it, to absorb it, to mamish to be there. Now we can't imagine how people like us going to be ever get there. Of course, that's what is is, is painful. Then it's not going to be any more a couple of Jews going back to Israel. You know, one here, two there. That's not how it's supposed to be. If we would truly understand what Yushlaim is, you and I, and our parents and grandparents, if we would truly understand, we'd be crawling there on our knees. The guy understood. So he, he he tried. The Baal Shem Tov understood. He tried. Okay, there wasn't the Hashgacha was against that they couldn't go, but they they were ready to call on their knees. We're not ready to take a you know a flight, and some of your parents could probably afford business class also. We're not going to do it. We don't. We're not masking what it is. 
And then what's, what, what Rabbi Yaakov Moshe is going to, to address now in a second is it's so odd how many of the Jews who are Dafka not religious they're, they're, at the time of the, uh, you know, the first Aliyah, the second Aliyah, back in the, the, at, at the beginning of the 20th century, the, the end of the 19th, the beginning of the 20th, they were not religious people. They were the ones that were misoyed to go to Israel. And the Fruma were left uh, ultimately to, to get killed in Europe. Or however, how many got out. The old the chesed that Hashem will do and wants to do and will do is with Am Kodesh, with His people, with His holy people. That we should be able to be To be Could you imagine anything better in life? Close your eyes for a minute and try to picture. What would be the most unbelievable oining that you and I could have this moment in our lives? The most unbelievable oining in the world that you and I could have at this moment if Weinberger would close his mouth and Lahav the Rabbi Kiva Egel would walk into the room. Can you imagine? Rabbi Kiva Egel would say, Boys, whatever language, boys, I want to talk to you in learning. What do you think about that? Could there be a bigger tonic than that? Rabbi Kiva Ege would walk in here and give a shir, and I'd be able to sit with you, and all of us together would listen to Rabbi Kiva Ege saying a shir. There can't be a bigger tonic than that. So why is it that after half hour we're going nuts to get out? Why is it you could even listen to Weinberger longer? It's a joke, no? Because Rabbi Kivayik is not going to say a little joke like this, a little story like that, right? He's going to say, Rabbi And And we're going to start to look at the watch. And, they, and outside the door, will be standing, whatever, the Chassam Seifer, will be standing outside the door, and he's saying, it's hard for me to believe. They're actually, there's a guy that is like looking at his texting under the table. Rabbi Kivayik is saying over a Shia. And this guy, there's a, there's a guy looking at his text messages during a Vicky Vegas year. You don't think we would do it? For sure we would do it. <laughs> I mean, we'd be afraid to get caught. And we'd, you know, first we'd be overwhelmed by his kadusha, right? We, we wouldn't be able to move. But then, like, you get used to, you know, out and, 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 so the she's going on for like, like 45 minutes an hour, and he's still going on and on and on. He's still asking, like, gosh, he didn't get to any, any mahalach yet. And, and, and you know, there's already, you're, getting, you're, getting hung, you're getting hungry, or if you're married, your wife's going to get nervous or something. And Rabbi Kivayik is saying a shir. Because <laughs> the Bernstein wants that we should enjoy the shir, you understand? Right now, we wouldn't enjoy Rabbi Kivayik's shir. A little bit. But mostly we wouldn't get it. We wouldn't know what he's talking about. And he probably he doesn't say it in such an exciting way. You, know? you have to say it in an exciting way. Not everybody was like that, you know. They, now they, they want to put up Everybody is speakers, speakers to go speak and say say nothing. But so if you scream and you yell and you tell a joke, there's some speakers that the whole thing is to tell jokes and the they put a pasuk in somewhere here. And there. They became already velt speakers, like big speakers. You know. It's not teichin. It's not teichin. I don't know if Rebbe Kivayik would, would start to scream in the middle and to yell. Maybe it was just monotone. You ever hear a Baruch Lichtenstein zechatzalerah? He wasn't an exciting speaker at all. The Baruch 
Very, very much. I remember suffering very much. <laughs> as much as I was in awe of him, and I, and I enjoyed the learning immensely, but it was, it was, it was hard. It was painful. Most of the chevra left. There's only a few of us that stayed in the shir. When Moshe Feinstein gave shir, I'm not talking about writing his shoes. He gave shir every day in Gemara in the Lower East Side. I remember being at the Levaya at his funeral. I don't remember which one of my speedum was saying that. How many people do you think came to Ramayusha Shir every day? Ramayusha Feinstein. How many came to Gemara Shir every day? He said five, six people. You think there'd be 5,000, no? You think like they'd set up speakers like they have to do, like with Ariely, you know, the Mir Yeshiva. They have to set up different buildings and the speakers and to have. You think that they would set up? For Ramayusha Feinstein, he said five, six people came to the Shir. And Ramayusha Feinstein's shir were very, very, very long, long and hard. I was zaychet to be by, by, by the Rav Shir and Rav Yashabir. He was my Rebbe. So you, you, you never heard such tire in your life. So you would think that if you'd be there, you wouldn't be able to sit down. You'd be so excited. You don't think there were guys that were falling asleep? You don't think there were guys that were cutting? Just the fact that Kashbaruch will reveal himself now and give a great shear doesn't mean that we're going to enjoy it. Doesn't mean we're going to enjoy it. And to delight in the light of Hashem, the Or of Hashem. Do any of you like Chazanis? In a serious way, you like Chazanis? Like you listen to a record type of liking? Okay. Now, now let's say, that, who's the biggest chazan now in the world, in your opinion? Okay, a lot of people hold itself cut. Say that. I heard him a few times. He's a He's a tremendous guy. So, health God. Now, you heard that health God's giving a, giving a concert. Health God's davening for the omen somewhere. You're going to mamish run to go here. Health God's in the neighborhood, right? You have to take me with horses. I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> and I'd be kicking the whole way. Please, Rabbi Shalom, save me from this. I'm just not ready for Elfgad. You are. I'm not ready for Elfgad. I, I can't listen to it. My father used to take me to hear Chazanam. I still, I, when I think about it, I got to take me to listen to Chazanam. He wanted me to develop a taste for Chazanis. Like, you know, like people that give their kids like uh, schnapps. My father gave me Chazanis. <laughs> records playing records. Putting on him and his brother would sit there. They'd put on Ramesh Kazavisky or Yasla Rosenblatt, and they made me sit down and listen to Yasla Rosenblatt. And there was crackly records from, like, you know, uh, old records. And to listen, and the two of them are sitting there. And, and my, father says, he, my father says to me, You hear this, Maisha? You hear this? And my uncle says, Maisha, you hear this? Because he only had girls. So I was the only boy from the, all the family. I was the only boy. Maisha, you hear this? And all I'm thinking is the rest of my friends are playing softball, Rabbi Shalom. I'm sitting Sunday morning at 11 o'clock with, with these two Hungarians listening to Yesler Rosenblatt, and my friends are playing softball. That's what, that's what I was going through. So you'd have to pull me with horses to get the health guard. But if you like Chazanis, it's Mamish Meinel You have the Kalim for that. I don't have the Kalim for that. I don't get it. I know it's a beginning, but I don't get it. 
I don't get it. I mean, it, it's a big chachma, but I don't, I don't appreciate it. And I don't appreciate it for me to sit there. It's my mom's like, yeah, I'm fine. Say, finish the word of it. Ah, 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 what are you gargling? Say, say to it. Hin in the handing me mas. It takes me a second. What do you say? Hin in the. Say hin in the handing me. Nisana taikif. Say it already. But the people who love Chazanas, they Amish, they like transported to another planet. The Kusavitsky, Rosenblatt, something else. The Burshal wants us to have a, a, a tonic. And every one of us has inside of us the capacity to have that time. Fellow Kuss. So this is what's happening in the meantime. What is this light? Then the sun will be taken out of its covering and the light of Hashem will be revealed. Kumi oiri kiva oirech uchvayt Hashem alayich zorach. Kumi oiri. We dive for that every Kabbalah Shabbos. That the light of Hashem should, should shine fully. That's what's going to happen. That's the redemption. So Hashem, we have these salolim, these this cell. We have these shadows in our lives, which means the darkness and difficulties and challenges and so on that are hiding that infinite light of Hashem. But the tachlis is that we should get to the light of Hashem. And we should be able to have pleasure. He says a very frightening thing, a shocking thing. That even now, even now when there's so much cell, but because of the great light that's being revealed now at the end of time, even with all that cell, Rabbi Akamisha says, There are many corpses. There are many casualties. And their blood has been spilled like water. With all the veils and filters of God's light. That the word Hashem says is in my mouth, but I... But I cover it with the shade of my of my hand. In order that we should be able to receive that hidden light, be with love. They have to. Not even b'machshava. Machshava is the highest ideal. And, and, it, and it comes through itself, through shadows and through shade. In order to plant the heavens and to establish the earth. In order, the same way in the God created the universe. It had to come with many coverings and tremendous, tremendous amount of tzimtzum. Right? And shade and shadow and so on. In order they should be able to approach each other. In order that heaven and earth should be able to come together and kiss. They should be able to, that's the tachas of creation. That heaven and earth should be able to be together. To be able to say in a clear way, Tzion, you're my people, and that there should be Mashiach and Gula. There's tremendous covering. And Afal Pichain, there's many corpses and many people are dying. Now, what he means by that, it doesn't necessarily mean 
physically dying, although that's part of this, of course. But spiritually they're dying. Because of Hashem's concealment, spiritually. Or the unleashing of that light of Hashem. But then there needs to be more coverings and so on. So he writes, Hatzalolam halyonim halolu doichim masalkim hatzalolam hamasgarbim lefnei biyas hamashiach. There are holy tzalolim. Remember, the side of evil is just trying to keep Hashem out of the world. That's why it gets so confusing. But there are tzalolim elyonim, like b'tzala. There are, there are There's holy shade and coverings that makes free choice, makes it difficult for us to choose to do the right thing. And the doichim l'salkim es ha-salolim ha-mesgarben l'fnei and these higher and holy salolim are pushing away. Es ha-salolim ha-mesgarben l'fnei b'yas ha-mashiach. Kidei la'akir v'sa'or ha-nizgav shel ha-geula. So, there's on the one hand <clears throat> there's a tremendous longing for that light of Gula on the other hand there are Tzalolam Elyonim holy Tzalolam that knows that we're not yet ready for it and because of that because of that and because of the danger of that light of redemption coming in in an unfiltered or less unnecessary, less filtered way <coughs> that we can't handle, we can't survive it. He said, Now look what happens with Yaakov Now what he's saying, everything he says is Apid Arizal and the Zayar Kaddish. It's hard to talk about. But he says, Now, when, this, when the Kaychas of evil see the holy tzalolim, the holy concealment, the concealment of b'tzalolim, which is just to keep things from, you know, it's a filter, but, it, but everything should be good. It's just filtered. But when the side of evil sees this, the side of evil looks at these tzalolim and says, oh, darkness, concealment, pain, difficulty, suffering, challenges, bechira, that's the language of the Sitrach, of the other side, right? They like that. And through that, the Tzalolim Haroim that seek to destroy, and to hide God, step back a little bit. Step back. This is one of the great mysteries of how Hashem made the world. That the Klippas step back and they say, you know what, there's a lot of tzel anyway. The tzalolim are very strong in the world. So the, the side of evil, the klipas, are misrapim heim belachtam, or misalkim isidayim. They're able to, be, they become more negligent in their work, and, and they hold their hands back. Amela, mismasmasim or misbatlim, in a very deep and mysterious way, the karchas of Ra are disappearing, are melting and disappearing. 
It's very, very big side what he's saying here. Lachain, therefore, Yosef sit no shal Now he just like drops this bomb. So Yosef is the counterforce of Amalek of Esau. Now I explained this once in a Shmuz last year. What Yosef is Sitna Shalaisaf. If there would be somebody who would be the arch enemy of Amalek, the ideal candidate would not be Yosef Sadiq. In other words, if we were the ones that were on the committee, we we would take Yaakov Avinu. Not the son. Why? Yaakov Lerak Kari Miyamov. Yaakov was Mitosu Shlema. Yaakov Avinu was not challenged by, by that tumor. The deepest tumor of Amalek. Uh, with Kedusha Zebris. It said that Yaakov Lerak Kari Miyamov. That not one drop that wasn't pure, that wasn't holy, that ever came out of Yaakov Avinu. Not one drop. So Yaakov Avinu is the perfect selection. So, press here for Sitna Shalaisa, for the, for the one who's the undoing of Esav, you would say, Yaakov. Mashenke Yosef at Sadiq. Yosef ended up in the house of Patifera. And, and, and even though the story has a good ending, but Lamaisa Bishas Maisa, we know, Chazal tell us that there were drops that came out from him. And all of Golis, in some way, is fixing this Indian. Even though he ran away, but he was tempted. According to that day in the Gemara, which the Mukabalim will sign on to, he, he was tempted. So, if we were to choose the the one who would who would destroy Esav, just like Yaakov was the one that was fighting with the Malach of Esav, say that Yaakov was the man to finish off the job. That's not the, that's not how it is. It's Yosef itself. And when I explained in the Shia. I explained was that we see that the milchama is dafke not with the one who is in that place of perfection, but the one who is in the milchama. That was the shi. I don't know if that was this year or last year. But that's that that that's you see that that's the the undoing of Esav is not perfection. It's the struggle with imperfection. That's the undoing of Esav. The one that has salalim, the one who's in the shadows. That's Yosef at Salim. Yaakov is not in the shadows. All Esav wants is, Esav is ra, Esav wants to keep the light out. To keep Mashiach away, keep the light out. Cell, cell, dark, bit. Now here's the unbelievable. Here's the unbelievable chiddush of what Rabbi Yaakov Meish is explaining, which again came down from the, the, the Arizal and the Zayar Kaddish. I'll just before we read it, I'll give you a little bit. When Esav when Esav sees Yaakov. 
he wrestles with him. Right? He wrestles with him. Because Esav sees Yaakov as being the, the opposite of him. Therefore, Esav pounces on Yaakov. That's the fight. When Esav sees Yosef at Tzadik, coming home, Lassus Malachta, which the Gemara says that opinion inside is that with the intention that he would sleep with the wife of Potiphera. So Esav says, I, I have a day off. Yosef is his nunzer. He's like one of my, he's like one of my guys. And Esav says, and yeah, from the beginning he was like that when he was looking in the mirror and curling his hair. Esav sees Yosef and says, you know what, I can take an hour to walk because Yosef is not, he's no Yaakov. He's no Yaakov. So Esav could sit back. The bad shadow. Yosef is Tzel HaKadusha not perfection and because of that you can look at Yosef and say of course he had had an issue that he had to be Masakin it wasn't so posh you can't say that with Yaakov with Yosef at Sadiq because Yosef is at Tzel Shebegedusha it's holy concealment the whole tachlis and the whole tafkid and the whole objective and goal of Yosef Atzadik, of course, is that the infinite light of God should be able to be absorbed in perfect in, in people who are imperfect, and therefore the Indian of Yosef Atzadik is the struggle. That milchama, Esav will leave him alone because he says, "I, I, I also have a yitzar. He also has a yitzar. So I, I have the day off." Esav said. Yosef also is Yitzar. Yosef Atzadik also is Yitzadik. He's also Yitzar. It's like me. But by Yosef, it's not Ra. It's Salom de Gedusha. It's Salom de Gedusha. It's Salom. It's holy concealment. That's why he came to Mitzrayim. All with, everything has to be part of Everything has to be Why he covered it. He, he disguised himself, Yosef Atzadik. It's all Tzel de Gedusha. They couldn't recognize him. Tell the Esav makes the mistake to think that what he thinks that the shadow, the shade, the darkness, the struggles of Yosef are what he doesn't think is a struggle. He thinks he's losing. That the Indian of Yosef is what is coming to help, to support the side of darkness of Esav. That the Irish shouldn't spread forth. Davka Oz Nasa base Yosef Lahava. Ah, that's the joke. Base Yosef is the one Lahava that burns away and will destroy Asa. The Maniya base Asaf Lakash. And Asa was like cash, like straw. So Asaf's off guard with Yosef. Asaf is off guard with people like us <coughs> in our generation. Because we don't look like Rabbi Vega Dachsam So he's off guard. He's off guard. We batch up, we make mistakes. We, we're wild, we don't talk so nice, we don't. You know, we do stuff that's, that's weird. So Esav is off guard. People like us are not going to bring Mashiach. Who Indian train her Mashiach? This is the Indian of the two Mashiachs Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach ben David. 